Hey there, enthusiasts. Welcome back to the Real Hero Talk podcast. I am your host, Judge Greg. Joining me today, I have Axelon and the Black Dragon. Guys, welcome to Hero Talk. Thanks. Good to be back. All right. And today, today, it is a special Hero Talk. We have united the league of the three of us to... (laughs) That's a that's horrible. I really we're that's, all in. That sounded league, more epic. Is the league three? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna come together for a league of our own. How many more of these can we throw out there? Right now, over me. <laughs> yeah. All right. So so we're 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 doing we're doing Justice League. It just came out. It's a DC movie. We all saw. It. I think it's still in theaters. I don't think they've sent it running yet. <laughs> it's still yeah, in it's still in theaters. As of recording, it's only been what two weeks. It's only been two weeks, but I'm still asking the question, so that tells you something. Okay, <laughs> so we are we are actually going to talk Justice League, and as always on this podcast, it is a spoiler podcast. Nothing is off the table. Everything is fair game. You've been warned. Superman actually doesn't come back to life. <laughs> all right, yeah. First, it's first spoiler. First spoiler. Yeah, Superman's in this movie. I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry, folks. It's not no. really a spoiler, though. Super <laughs> Superman's actually in Justice League. I, I know. I, I was surprised too. But <laughs> all right. So as long as we're talking Superman, before I even say what I think about this movie, how distracting is that CGI for his upper lip? I knew it. <sighs> I knew as soon as they announced it, anytime he's on scene, I'm going to be staring at it. But I didn't realize just how obvious it was going to be. It was like the top half of his head was a normal person, and the bottom half of his head was the Polar Express. It was. It was Honestly, it was really I took me out. Didn't even notice of it. because Are you I serious? don't. It's the I don't first thing I noticed. To, I don't listen to like any kind of like teasers or anything after I, I watched the very first trailer and I just went dark. Wow. On the entire thing. No, I noticed. Oh, good on you. I I know. I mean, it was in the very first scene, the very first shot of the film was Superman with his CGI lip, and any time, any time he was on screen, I was paying attention to his lip, so I didn't notice it. Oh, I know. I, every scene he was I in, I I could more. I could give you the rundown <laughs> of every scene that his lip was in. <laughs> I noticed it uh, a lot more the second time around. There was maybe one or two instances in the first time where I saw it, and then the second time, it's just like it's all I could. It's all I could do not to notice it. No, oh, yeah, I I hope I hope they try to fix it a little bit more for the Blu-ray because that was it was for me it was painfully obvious. And what's more painfully obvious? Edition. CGI Superman lip or CGI Tarkin Leia? Good God. I'll take Superman <laughs> lip over, over Tarkin and Leia. But that lip, it was just, and it was in so many scenes that were supposed to be powerful scenes. And instead, I'm just looking and saying, that's not that's not the real half of Superman's face. <laughs> that is a fake half of Superman's face right there, everybody. And it was, I'm, just, I'm just not mad. I'm not mad. I know that they did what they had to do because Brandon Routh was required by Paramount to keep his mustache for Mission Impossible. I'm just Wait, disappointed that they Brandon didn't do a better Routh? job. Yeah, wrong, wrong Superman. Rob, I said the wrong Superman. Henry Cavill. <laughs> Henry Cavill. That's what they should have just done. They should have just said, oh, you, ha- you can't shave your mustache? Let's just have Brandon Routh do those scenes. <laughs> just, and just don't explain it. Just don't have a, don't like, a even explain Superman it. All of a sudden, just a different Superman's there and see who notices. <laughs> it's it'll it'll you know what it'll make more sense when they do flashpoint because then they can actually do that yeah well actually no they can't because what brandon routh is the adam now he is he's oh, the oh, adam TV on, shows don't matter on legends of tomorrow okay. yeah 
Okay. But, well, they made they made a big deal of it when they were casting Flash and and Deathstroke back in the you know when this was first announced. So I can only imagine what they're going to do for this. We have Deathstroke in the TV and in the movies now. So yeah, yeah. But it was like a it was a tug of war. Like the drama was high. They just like the reason they couldn't have Deathstroke in the show, or you know, I don't know if you remember like season three where they were like. Yeah, we're only going to do Deathstroke in one episode, and he's going to be severely underpowered from what he was, and then we're just never going to see him again. I'm pretty sure he came back. He does come yeah, back. He came back in, recently. In, but... in, the, in this recent season, but I haven't been watching. So anyway, we're, we're, let's talk Justice League. I don't want to talk Arrow. I do not want to talk Arrow. So All in. We are going to talk Justice League. So I actually, other than Superman's lip, which was easily the worst part of this film and took me out of it and I I still complain about obviously. I actually loved the crap out of this movie. I laughed and was entertained the entire time. And and I know like it has been getting mixed reviews. And when I say mixed, I mean mostly bad. But I can't help it. I loved this movie and I will probably watch it a couple more times. Um, hopefully with a lower resolution, so I don't... This is like one of those movies where I won't buy the Blu-ray, I'll watch the DVD, so that it'll be less noticeable when Superman's on screen, but... that is, I am surprised, I'm genuinely surprised by that coming from you. Yeah. Well, why? That Just that I liked it? Yeah, like, you've been, you've been really adamant about, like, it's gonna be terrible. I was. I thought it was gonna be absolute and total garbage, and the initial reviews came out, and it was bad. When I went to see it, uh, at that time, it had a 27% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Hmm. So so I was I was ready for it. I don't even know what it is right now. Well, look, at time of recording, Rotten Tomatoes, Justice, League. You get to hear me Google. That makes for riveting podcasting, right? Yes, the sound of Googling. The sound of Googling. It's actually at 41% right now. So Yes. Wow. It, it, it's gotten better. The audience score is 82%. So, I mean, most people who go see it like it. I think it's a very enjoyable movie. Don't get me wrong. It was, it's, it's enjoyable, and I, I liked it. Co- I mean, I, I laughed at a lot of different parts of this movie. I enjoyed a lot of it. I walked out of the, I mean, I did, Usually when I walk out of these movies, and when I say walked out of these movies, I mean like for Batman v Superman and for Suicide Squad because I actually quite liked Wonder Woman. I had nothing bad to say when I walked out of it. And this one, my complaints were nitpicky stuff. Like when I walked out of Mine this movie, too, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't complaining like that was a stupid story, and I wasn't talking about how all, all the action scenes were bad. My complaints were number one, Superman's upper lip, and number two, I really wish they would have shown more of the Flash being faster than Superman. Like those are my two biggest complaints. And when that's what I'm walking out of the movie upset about, the movie probably did a pretty decent job of doing what it set out to do. Hmm. So I don't know what okay. you what do you think, Vernon? Um. I had a good time. I did think a couple of lines were pretty cheesy. Um, what, I will name, say name that, one. Name one. I, well, I like truth, but I'm also a fan of justice. I, I thought that was so fine. cheesy, but that I was loved it. Fine. I loved it. I loved it. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, it's it, it. I have to recognize though that it's cheesy and that I still love it. And then the weird cyborg booyah at the he end. He had to say booyah. He's There's cyborg. No he has to say booyah. To say booyah other yes, there than is. Like, it is his trademark catchphrase. If <laughs> I'm if I'm just some Joe Schmo, regular moviegoer, and I go into that and I'm like, man, that movie was really cool, and then get to that part, I'm going to immediately think that there is something 
wrong with that person. It just came <laughs> out of nowhere for that particular character. Um, if he, if they had shown scenes where he was staying it earlier, like in his football days, then it would make sense. Like that's his catchphrase. Um, and it's him accepting that he's, this is who he is now. And like, you know, he's coming out of his shell, so to speak, but it made no sense for him to say that. I waited almost two hours to hear him say booyah, and you will not besmirch <laughs> booyah. <laughs> but other than that, yes, I, I I enjoyed it. I had a good time with it. Um, I have my questions. I have a lot of nitpicks. But other than that, I mean, <sighs> Steppenwolf, eh. But, other, you know, I, yeah. I really I, I really had a good time with it. No, I, I hear you there. All right. So, excellent. What do you think? So and here's where I show just how little of DC I know if it's not related to Batman. And that is, I had no idea who Steppenwolf was, like, at all. Yeah. Like, he's, it, he's it not, big he, reveal. To, be, to be fair, he is not really as big a character from the comic books as some people have been making him out to be. You, you could read comic books for almost a decade and not actually come across Steppenwolf doing anything of note. But yeah, like this is. I was expecting like Dark Side, and then I was like, "Who is this guy?" <laughs> yeah, I think I think they're saving Dark Side, but yeah, they probably are. It, it's kind of hard when you know you 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 have all the parademons coming out, like, "Oh, who am I going to see?" And so even in my head, I'm thinking maybe so maybe they're not going to use Dark Side, but maybe I'll see Calabac, maybe Desaad. I mean, maybe Granny Goodness and the Furies, and uh, who am I? Steppenwolf. Oh, okay, I that see. That would be way too too much. For yeah. the regular moviegoer, so they and had the boy. I heard down. his name like Steppenwolf, and I was like, 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 like Steppenwolf, like, 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 like born to be wild. Pop? Yeah, like- <laughs> <laughs> it's. I mean, it, it's. Yeah, I uh, imagine if they were going to make a Fantastic Four movie with Galactus, but they decided not to use Silver Surfer as the herald of Galactus. That's what happened here. Hmm. They decided to use somebody who's not as well known as one of one of Darkseid's buddies. And they mentioned Darkseid. He got he got a name drop in there, which was pretty cool. Yes, he did. But once, once, just to let us know he was coming. But I think I would have appreciated it better if it was either Desaad or Calabac. Can I just say I am so glad that we didn't get some scene of Darkseid sitting on a throne somewhere, pondering <laughs> mm-hmm. what to do against the Justice League, like a certain other menacing <laughs> villain. Yeah. <laughs> He, I was half I was half expecting a, a post credit scene where he's like, "Fine, I'll do it myself." I'll do it yeah. myself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, basically, after watching a final scene in which the Justice League has to fight the Chitauri to get the Tesseract back, it, it wouldn't have surprised me. <laughs> uh, I, there was a point when I sat there and looked and said, "This is basically the same thing, right? They need to get the magic cube, but the flying right. alien things are in the way, so they had to fight him." Oh no! This is this is three magic cubes. Tesseract try. Yeah, the Triceract. The there we go. <laughs> Patent Trademark. pending. Trademark hero talk. <laughs> You're welcome, DC. Hire me. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I I, I want to talk the cast, although I don't want this to take forever. So we're not going to go too much into it because we've talked about a lot of these people before. So pr- playing Superman was Henry Cavill, not Brandon Routh. Henry Cavill. <laughs> Play. You know what? I liked Brandon Routh as Superman. You know what? So sue me. He did a great job. Yeah, I, I liked him as Superman. It's just there were other parts of that movie. Yeah, yeah. So, but Henry Cavill. I mean, I like Henry Cavill as Superman too. I, I have. I mean, there's nothing bad to say about it. I liked how his Superman looked when he actually finally showed up. I, I liked. 
Uh, I mean, when I say I liked how he looked, I mean like the costume and his hair was different. Did you notice his hair was different? Yeah. Yeah. They, they, I wasn't. He parted it on the hair. other side. Did you not notice that? Excellent. Did you not notice where his hair was parted? Well, I, I don't mean, look at Superman's hair part. I'm sorry. Now. Yeah, he's on the side of justice. <laughs> you, oh, yeah, I I liked the the suit colors. The colors in general for this movie were much brighter than the last time we saw Superman and Batman together. I feel that's that's a deliberate stylistic choice. I feel like this movie was 120 minutes of we are so sorry for Batman v Superman. <laughs> Look. Here we are being just like Marvel. Ha ha ha. See you guys? We're cool, right? <laughs> and that's and we'll get we'll get to kind of that later. I know we're on characters right now, but I I definitely think that a, a lot of that has to do with like the the corporate side of things of they oh, you know, Warner Brothers Warner we'll Brothers get to is that definitely later. blinking. Yeah. Um in terms of like, you know, playing chicken with Marvel, they blinked. Yeah. I I will say though, I mean, when when you look at how their movies were doing, other than Wonder Woman, they didn't have a lot going for them, and I think Wonder Woman did a lot. But you know what? What Wonder Woman did right, though, is it didn't try to mimic a Marvel movie. Wonder Woman just kind of said, hey, here's the source material. Let's pay it justice. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's, that's sort of how Wonder Woman succeeded, is instead of trying to be dark or broody or trying to, trying to get a hook, the hook was, we have a great character in Wonder Woman. Let's put her on screen. And that's what they did. And it worked out. And what made this movie work at its best is when they actually took these characters and put them on screen and said, look, these are these wonderful characters. We have brought them to life and put them on screen. But you do get a lot of what was clearly some corporate backlash. And sometimes I really wish they had done a little bit more of that instead of some of the stuff they did. But we'll we'll get to that. So uh, Ben Affleck as Batman. We'll maybe see him again. I don't know. I'm kind of getting sick of this story, but he was at least Batman in this. So that is that is all I can say is that Ben Affleck is definitely Batman in the current movie that we're discussing. Mm, I Batman in that he's acting or in that you really feel like this is Batman that you're seeing on screen. I felt like in that when Ben Affleck was saying his lines from the script, that line in the script had the words Batman next to it to let him know. Batman slash Bruce Wayne. Yeah. So I just, I felt like he was tired, um, especially in the reshot scenes. It it, it seems like he was, he was kind of done. Yeah. (laughs) You can, you can, I mean, and given that he's playing a Batman who's been doing this for 20 years and is supposed to be getting a little tired of doing it, it was definitely believable. And, (laughs) and I think some of it is that Ben Affleck, I think is getting a little bit tired of the Warner brothers runaround. I believe him when he yeah. said he was excited. I think he's he's probably in his head thought, this is great, I get to play Batman. Oh, this is a great take on the character, the older character, like I can play. And then mm. he's getting all this runaround and all the reshoots, and I think he's at the point where he thinks, you know what, this isn't as fun as I thought it was going to be. I'd much rather just do my own thing. Yeah, well, you know, well, good luck to him, and uh, here's to hoping Flashpoint does some stuff to that can actually like yeah. release him from it. I, I think... I think he's 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 been a great Batman. Don't get me wrong. Uh, he was a shining beacon in in Batman v Superman, and he was my favorite part of Suicide Squad. And it, it's hard for me to not love Batman in any form he's at. But I think maybe <laughs> there there might be somebody else who might have more patience for the character in terms of creatively. I think because I think Ben Affleck had a very specific vision for how he wanted to play it. And I think he's a big enough name where he just doesn't quite accept that he can't do that. 
Yeah. yeah, that's just me. I'm just I'm hypothesizing. Lois Lane, Amy Adams. Uh, this was the perfect amount of time for Amy Adams to be in the film as Lois Lane. This is the amount of screen time she should have had in Batman v Superman. Why was she in this movie? Well, she had to be in the movie because she needed to try to she talk was Superman the big down. guns. She really didn't. Tying can can we have her do something like be a reporter? You know. I think her being a reporter is a Superman movie thing. I think for the purpose of Justice League, she served that purpose well. And Batman v Superman taught us what happens when you try to just make up extra things for Lois Lane to do. Well, for for her to tell us that Lex Luthor is the bad guy? Yes. Without her, who would have told us Lex Luthor was the bad guy? That's basically what her thing was. And then for this movie, she was basically fawning over Superman the whole time. I would have really liked to to see Lois do more in the movies that she's been in. But I think for Justice League, especially when the cast is full as it is, this was the perfect amount of screen time for Lois Lane to appear, but yet to not be over-encumbering or giving her extra things that she didn't need to do. And so that leads me to a question then. Are we just running with the fact that Superman is going to go crazy without this one person in his life? Well, uh, he just came back from the dead-ish, so... Which is, right. which, I, is, it's a, which is another weird point, because they very deliberately showed at the end of Batman v Superman that, oh, Superman's still alive, there's still stuff happening down there, and then in this movie, they just said, no, he turns out he was really dead. He really did die, no he, nap. He started, he started only partially dead, but then, then he was actually really dead. <laughs> in <laughs> Nearly dead. There's a difference. In all this time of me making the he's taking a nap joke, he actually wasn't taking a nap. <laughs> yeah, they actually had to reboot him, which is <laughs> which is weird. I I I wonder I've I've I wonder how my how many story elements got switched out during the reshoots because I'm sure there were, and the rumors were rampant that there it, there's almost a completely different cut of this movie out there. Yeah. That was the Zack Snyder cut that fans have been clamoring for. I I follow some people on Twitter and they are fervent. Zack Snyder fans and are convinced that not only was this movie a travesty, but that somewhere out there is the Zack Snyder cut, which is a masterpiece, and that's what they want. I don't, I don't know if that's really correct. I think probably the Zack Snyder cut is a lot more of what we've seen before. Uh, I think we, Joss Whedon's fingerprints were all over this movie. Oh yes. So I'm sure it is markedly different. I would love to watch that just to be able to compare the two of them. But I don't know if I would consider it that it would be better. I think it would probably just be a lot of what we've seen already from him. Well, you know, what are you going to do? But Lois Lane, yeah, I didn't see why she was in this movie, why she's so integrally tied with uh, Superman's character. But I guess I see what you guys are saying. And yeah, I'm I'm kind of that's that's really it, because that's all she had to do. I, you know, it was it's it was a good moment to try to humanize Superman and try to show why we're getting a a brighter, happier Superman back, so that we actually finally get comic book Superman show up towards the end of this, where he cracks the smile. Yeah, you know, he's not angry all the time, where he's happy and and he's 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 light and fun, and we haven't seen that light and fun Superman. We've we've seen Superman trying to be Batman, and again, it's it Batman v Superman. If I could put myself in the movie. I would walk up to these two characters and say, there's only enough room in this movie for one of you to be broody. So one of you, and I don't care which one, needs to lighten up. And Superman finally lightened up. 
And then, funny thing, Batman also lightened up. As a result. As a direct result of me hypothetically saying that to them during the course of Batman v Superman, yes. Well done, Judge Craig. There you go. Your the power welcome. of the real hero talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman and Diana Prince. I have I have nothing bad to say about Gal Gadot. I just don't. Neither do I. I I, I think it it wasn't her character wasn't written as well in this as it was in the actual Wonder Woman movie, but still done really well. Uh, I like that it tied in a lot of her connection to Steve Trevor. And I just want to point out that if you have a bomb that has enough power to ex- destroy four city blocks and you throw it up in the air as high as she did, it still has enough power to destroy two city blocks. But. <laughs> You know, that's. You you mean the explosion won't be contained in that one spot where it explodes? Yeah, explosions don't, like, aren't exclusive to going up. You know what I mean? (laughs) Explosions are omnidirectional. And I. That's not a hit on the character, obviously. That's a hit on the writers. But either show that it went way up in the air, or, you know, be prepared to have at least something else blow up when that happens. Hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I I have no complaints about about her i just i think that she wasn't written as well as she was in wonder woman and i don't think that she was directed as well no um as I mean, what it, was but shown it's not with Gal Gadot, obviously because we've seen what happens when you know the better script and a better director oh yeah oh yeah um and i didn't like the way that she was shot mm-hmm. no i i, I agree way I, too many ass shots for my, way for too my, many like, wait right like it was getting uncomfortable a little bit when you when you're thinking about how many times they had to frame the shot so that they could get a, a booty shot of Wonder Woman, and I thought, you know, Wonder Woman succeeded as a movie without playing this game. You know, maybe yeah, you got you know get your naked Chris Pine scene, but I mean, what, what movie doesn't have a naked Chris Pine scene in it these days? I mean, it's almost required by every every contract that he signs. Yeah. I, I I guess my if I did have a complaint about Wonder Woman, it's. When it comes time for Superman to fight the League, and mm-hmm. and he's going up against Wonder Woman, I would have expected them to be a little bit more evenly matched than they were. Really? I, you know, it's just, because I've seen, in the comic books, they, they there are times when they had to fight each other. Now, don't get me wrong, uh, I don't think that Wonder Woman should be able to straight up beat Superman, but they've definitely been able to hold their own against each other a lot mm-hmm. more than what we saw here because while they they certainly did and there was the, the nice part where you know superman headbutts wonder woman and then she takes it and headbutts him back but it i still would have expected her to then not just go down with the next headbutt i, this, I would mm-hmm. accept that if this was like a calm and controlled superman but i think berserk superman is just a monster and yeah i, I expect that result wonder woman loses badly yeah, I, and like like he's berserk and using his full power, and she's not. Yeah, yeah. I guess like maybe she's not she's, trying she's trying to, not to hurt him specifically. Yeah, she's not going for. She's not trying to to draw blood. Yeah, Su- Superman did seem a little op in this. I mean, at well, the point Superman. where yeah, I I get that, but like when he shows up and starts hitting Steppenwolf, I I start to ask. Okay, so what does the rest of the league need to do now? Because it seems like <laughs> Superman's got this under control, maybe. And then he leaves to do crowd control. Like, no, no, Superman, Superman, why don't you stay fighting Steppenwolf since we only seem to need you for that? And maybe everyone else can go do crowd control, except yeah. that they can't just pick up buildings. Basically, maybe- this, this turns into the fact that Superman just needs extra people around to make sure he doesn't accidentally kill a bunch of civilians. <laughs> or maybe maybe he learned that lesson from Zod. It's because Steppenwolf was so weak 
compared to him that he could afford to rescue civilians. He, he just like punches them. He's like, "Oh, I'll pick up this building full of civilians and evacuate them. Come back, punch you again." And pick, pick <laughs> Is up, like, this guy still building. bothering you? Yeah, it, it really, it really went a little one-sided when Superman showed up. And I'd, I'd like to say that now that Superman was there, they, they were able to between Aquaman, Wonder Woman, and Superman. Now Steppenwolf was just way overmatched. But at the same time, at the beginning of the movie, we got to see Steppenwolf basically fight literally the gods and like all of. All of mankind, literally every person who was able to fight, and Even the Amazons, Green Lanterns. yeah, and the Amazons, and the Atlanteans, and the Green Lantern. Somebody even figured out which Green Lantern it was. It was like Yalan Gur. So yeah, so they they actually identified him as Yalan Gur. And so I looked him up, and somebody somebody figured out like yeah, he's he's drawn exactly like Yalan Gur, which makes sense because Yalan Gur was a character. I've read some. A story with him in it, but Yellinger was a Green Lantern from I suppose it was supposed to be around two thousand years ago for the Earth sector. So you know we get to see a little brief glimpse of the Green Lantern Corps. I mean, it looked fine, um, better than the Hal Jordan mess we got in twenty eleven. But yeah. I mean, I kind of still would have liked to have seen uh, a Green Lantern show up in this movie, given that like in present day, yeah, like because Steppenwolf is back. So you would think that Green Lantern would think, huh, hey, look, the uh, the mother box just got reassembled. The uh, I better go stop the Tracer Act, bringing it back. <laughs> and so he decides to, to beeline to Earth to help out. And again, I don't I don't think we're going to see Hal Jordan or Jon Stewart, but maybe Abin Sewer could show up at this point. That's a good point. Although they they did, uh, and it, I know this doesn't count because it actually wasn't in the movie, but they did have like a like a, a scene or whatever where like, you know, Kilowog and that chicken one go to talk to Batman. Oh, yeah. God, I'm glad they cut that out. That was supposed to be a post-credit scene. They didn't finish it, though. Yeah. Oh, to- uh, Tomar- thank God for that. Tomar Ray and Kilowog were supposed to come talk Tomar to Batman. Tomar Ray, there yeah. we go. That uh, that would not have been a good scene. Yeah. That No, I I think... I wasn't even a huge fan of the post-credit scenes as as it was, but I think what we got was still better than that. Well, here's to, here's to hoping they do something good with Green Lantern and keep him off of Earth. Yes. All right, so anyway, we're off track now let's bring it back with ezra miller as the flash so generally i like ezra miller's performance as the flash the problem was is that a lot of what i was seeing from him is a younger flash another younger flash trying to sort of get a handle around being the hero Mm. and as it turns out i've been watching a whole tv show about that for the last three years (laughs) even to the point where some of the story elements were exactly the same when he's in prison visiting his dad who's in jail for the murder of his mother, which Barry insists wasn't him. and he confirms the reverse <laughs> flash. Yeah. And then Henry Allen says to him, you need to stop coming to visit me. You need to live your own life. And I think I have literally seen this exact scene play out on the TV show. Yeah. I've seen this story and you're just, you're, you're not giving me anything different. And if you're going to, if you're going to have the Flash in both places, give me something different. Don't just make them different. Fla- you know, it's it's like bright red, dark red, but the same red. It's they're the same flavor. I want a different flavor of Flash. That is difficult to say. Flavor of Flash, by the way. But <laughs> I just I wanted to see maybe a different take on Barry Allen, and I I didn't I didn't see it. And that's not to say that Ezra Miller didn't do a fantastic job. He I loved the Flash in this movie, but. I wanted something that wasn't like the Flash from the TV show, and I feel like I got a little bit more of what the Flash from the TV show would have been like. 
maybe a little bit more bright-eyed and and green than the Flash in the TV show, but <laughs> you know, still still that same flavor of character. Fair enough. Um, I wasn't as much of a fan of Ezra Miller's portrayal as I would have hoped. Um, I didn't I didn't care for a lot of his jokes. Um, he was fine. Um, I guess he was doing the best that he could with what was given to him. Like that brunch line, everyone in the theater like laughed out loud. And I'm like, I don't, that, that wasn't funny. The only reason that was funny is because Superman brought it back in the, in that, in the race scene in the credits. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I didn't laugh at a lot of his, and then him falling into Wonder Woman's boobs. Damn it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just, he seemed like the, the, the 15 year old, the, the young, the, the kid brother, um, who just kind of who just kind of has yeah. to be there? Yeah, I'd forgotten about that scene, but yeah, you're right. I I audibly groaned. I'm yeah. <laughs> I, I don't I don't have a defense for that. I'm sorry. It's just there was there was a lot of groan worthy parts, and he definitely seemed to to trip on on himself and over a lot of things. Yeah, like that's and... how do you put the Flash in peril? You make him trip a lot, and that's what kept happening. Uh, have and, you seen the way he runs, though? Terrible. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It is, it is a really... I, I wonder, did somebody tell him to run like that? Because it was really peculiar looking. Oh, God. I mean, I, in my head, I envision, like, Quicksilver from, from the uh, first class. Quicksilver from first class. And instead, what I seemed to get was, I don't know, maybe he really was a speed skater. <laughs> It kind of looked like speed skating, didn't it? I feel <laughs> yeah. like they they did that deliberately because, to show how green he is. Like, look, he can't even run properly. Like, he doesn't he, really he, know how to control his speed and really get himself yeah. running, and he's not as fast as he could be. I but, mean, but then how did he get the materials for his suit? Yeah, he, he just stole them, them, obviously. He obviously built them. Uh, he probably he stole them. them. Probably stole it? I don't know. Maybe Star Labs? I don't know. Cisco and Caitlin did it for him? <laughs> no. I'm not uh, Caitlin the, Snow anymore. The dark, creepy guy in a wheelchair did it for him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where <laughs> every time he goes out with the suit, he someone's always whispering into his ear, Run, Run. Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Run, Barry. <laughs> and, and, the, <laughs> and the complaint that he always has every episode, I'm not getting any faster. Why am I not getting what faster? I, I need to be faster. I'm the fastest man alive, except for that guy. <laughs> what do I do? He's too fast. Have you tried running faster? I need to run faster. We need to get faster. Oh, that's why I stopped watching that show. I was at least there was one point where like the Flash was freaking out because he'd never gone into battle and Batman was going to tell him what to do. And I was so scared. I was going to hear Batman say, run, Barry. <laughs> I was so oh, afraid when he actually said, save one person, go in there, save one person, get out. And then what? Talk then you'll think. know. Like, oh, actual real mentoring advice. Okay, good. Because I thought he was going to say run, and that was going to be worthless. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, I can do that. Um, but I, I love that mentoring moment. I felt like that was, like, seriously, like, a great mentor moment, like you said. That was that um, was a much bigger moment than I think people have given it credit for. That was huge. That was Batman being the the twenty year weathered guy talking to the young kid who's never actually had to do more than maybe catch Captain Boomerang or stop a crime in progress, mm-hmm. and finally says, "All right, so just save a person. Go in there and save one person. Just focus on that. Don't worry about doing battle. And then from there, you'll know what to do next." You know, it, it was huge, and it was it was such a throwaway thing, but it was a big moment for Batman. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, I mean, you know, it's it's an important moment for Flash too. I like I and like I said, you know, Ezra Miller was okay, and I liked his, I guess, reaction to that of just being like, you know, he would he saved one person, and then he's like, oh, I I got to do that again, mm-hmm. and he's like runs back in, and he he does it twice in the movie, and I, I really appreciated that. Yeah, no, I, I it, it was a good moment for him. Uh, so now Jason Momoa is Aquaman. Let's let's get to Jason Momoa. I thought I was going to hate Aquaman. Really? <laughs> I saw the previews and I thought this guy is going to be a giant D-bag and I am not going to like his portrayal. My man. I walked out of this movie loving Aquaman. Even that stupid dressed like a giant bat, I dig it. Once in context, it actually I didn't hate that line because in all the previews, <laughs> I thought that line was terrible and I was really upset. But then when you when you show in context that he's actually you know, Bruce Wayne's told him about Batman. He's told him that he dresses as a little giant bat. And so now that reaction is to actually seeing for the first time what was only described to him in words. Now it makes sense. In context, it was great. But when it was just yeah. that sole line in the preview, I thought, what a giant D-bag. I'm going to hate this guy so much. <laughs> yeah, he he, uh, he he did well. Um, I'm excited to see Aquaman. Yeah, and they, they even managed to get a, a quick setup for his movie really quick. That was a little awkward. His his random brief conversation with Mara, played by Amber Heard, but in a water bubble. Now, or, they, me, they have air said bubble. they have said that that's not going to be how everyone talks in the Aquaman movie. Thank God. That was like, that why was did just they do that here. I think they just did that just to make things a little bit easier for Justice League filming. But I think because that, I mean that was there wasn't a lot of underwater stuff for him to actually do in this movie. Mm, no, not really. But you know, for what it for what it was, I, I do wish we had seen like a like a sweeping shot of Atlantis because from what we were shown, it just seemed like it was like a a like I don't know a bunch of rocks and then a pantheon yeah. of some sort. Yeah, I really would have liked to have seen Atlantis more, but it makes sense. It's set up for his movie quite perfectly. So now we we know through some mildly awkward exposition, but nothing I'm going to complain about that. You know, his his mother he is the heir to the throne in Atlantis, but his mother abandoned him in with his, his human father, so got that set up, mm-hmm. and he doesn't really want to have anything to do with Atlantis or his mother. He just went down there simply because he wanted to check out what was going on and the big evil, and Batman had already talked to him, so he thought this was worth exploring a little bit. And, I don't know. I liked him. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah. he was he was good, and I'm looking to see more of him. Yeah. You made me like Aquaman, so, I mean, congratulations, because nobody likes Aquaman. If they had gone with, like, the classic portrayal of Aquaman, like, everyone would have hated him. Yeah. The, Jason Momoa is the only person that could have made Aquaman cool, I think. I don't know if even Idris Elba could have made Aquaman cool, but Jason Momoa mm. pulled it off. I don't know why Carl Urban popped in my head. Carl Urban? No. There's Aquaman? No. no. Crazy. First of all, he's Judge Dredd. <laughs> so he can't do anything else. That is correct. Comic book related. He is Judge Dredd. You just to do gotta... that, he'd have to take off his helmet, which is impossible. He can't. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Ray Fisher as Cyborg. I liked Ray Fisher as Cyborg. I don't know. I've I've seen some other character or some other people play Cyborg. Obviously, he's he's really big on the Teen Titan show. He showed up at Smallville. I think the CGI on Cyborg was a little strained at times, and I think it was very ambitious to have the whole movie with all the cyborgness around him. I think it would have been a little easier if he'd had his final Cyborg design from the end of the movie at the beginning of the movie when he would have been a little smoother and it would have. Could have maybe been a bit more like Iron Man suit instead of like, I don't even know what you'd call that. It looked a lot like the Transformers 
a little yeah, bit. Kind of like a like a like a Megatron. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. It looked like Megatron. He 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 looked like Megatron. Where if he had just smoothed out his suit when he, I mean, you can have him like Megatron at first, but when he decides to join the team and help out, if he smooths out his suit, then then it's not as confusing. You know, it's it's oh. Oh no! Sense. And he was even made from a cube that just gave him metal parts. It's like the first Transformers movie. It really is. <laughs> he was Mountain Dew He was created by the AllSpark. Yes, <laughs> the AllSpark Direct. Yeah. No, it's not. A, no. No, it's, it, it doesn't. Try Spark Direct. No. No. no try Direct. Yeah, we've we we're straining that joke a little bit. All right. So, <laughs> I I liked Ray Fisher in there. Do oh, where have I seen Ray Fisher from? I'm trying to think. Uh, I in think the, he's a Broadway guy. See, I, I looked him up on IMDb, and there was nothing there that I would have seen. But he looked so familiar to me. So was he in something that he just doesn't get credit for, or what's going on with him? Oh, I don't know. We'd have to Google it. But yeah. yes, I'm, did, I'm not Googling it. I'm, I'm just done. But I will say I have I have seen that uh, if, if DC sticks with their current plans, which nobody knows if they will or not, he is slated to appear in both the Flashpoint movie and in a solo cyborg movie. So got that going for us they're making a flashpoint movie yeah oh yeah that's the flash's movie is just going to be flashpoint what yeah i mean if you think about it if i have to sit through another flash origin story i'm going to shoot myself in the face but the last time somebody tried to do flashpoint and i'm looking at you cw (laughs) it was not done very well and i think i think they might actually do flashpoint more similar to the comic books in which because you've already it, you you build off of what's been established. You've established that Henry Allen is in jail for the murder that that Barry doesn't think he did. So there is now a Reverse Flash who's probably going to be introduced. Um, you can get Batman's like parents great. to come back and play Batman and, and Joker. You can get Wonder Woman and Aquaman to be at war with each other, and Cyborg can play into it. And man, you don't even need to get Ben Affleck for this movie. Mm. So I, I think it's way too early for Flashpoint. I mean, l- listen. Early? Maybe maybe you don't change don't the know. whole world at the end of Flashpoint, but I think yeah. you do the alternate reality story because there's what other iconic Flash story is there to tell other than his origin, which nobody wants to see again, or something with the Rogues. Um, but you know, so so I think from a from a I guess business standpoint, I think that's very smart, especially with mm. the you know rumors of Ben Affleck possibly leaving, um, and then you know so either playing a playing it like a having a younger actor play him or i don't even know but just having a soft reset because i don't think that they should that they should reboot the whole thing so this would be a way out for anyone who wants out and then recast who needs to be recasted and then you know and then go from there um because you know resetting the timeline things can change whether no matter how small or how big so here's to here's their chance if they want to tweak things in the DCEU there's your there's your opportunity um i don't think it's too soon as it is just trying to continue with the you know fixing some of their errors along the way mhm yeah as long as i get my ben affleck batman movie first who knows ben affleck keeps he, he he keeps waffling around left ways and right ways, and even I think uh, Henry Cavill says he's only got one more movie contracted for Superman, so who knows if he'll stick around. But then he says he loves playing the more comic book version of Superman. So I don't trust anything that they say. I don't. Uh, I don't know. I've low faith in Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers, you made the bed now. Sleep in it. 
Okay, you can change the covers, wash the sheets, and everything like that, but do not throw out the mattress. You you set this as the foundation. That is so, a very very tried metaphor. Is it? <laughs> um, I, I think you just, took it too far. You got back. Don't reboot off of it, it. Is what I'm saying. Don't reboot it. Okay, make any changes you need to, but like you you've already started down this path because you wanted a piece of the pie. So just 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 go with it and you know do your thing. I mean. Okay, so it didn't make a hundred million when it first came out in the first weekend. That doesn't mean it's a failure. Yeah. Well, uh, they've lost a ton of money, so I think they're they're pretty safe calling it a failure. Which well, it, 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 it doesn't deserve to be a failure, but I think it, I mean it, it. If you just look at the budget to make the film and what it made, it made its money back. But they put so much into their their media campaigning that they shot themselves in the foot a little bit, I think. But, I mean, everything makes its money back in DVD sales, so I'm not that worried about it. Reshoots, CGI, all that jazz. Yeah, yeah, the CGI. Superman's upper lip was so expensive, and that's how it came (laughs) out. But if I if I was Warner Brothers, I guess probably the best way to do this is just very casually start swapping out actors as contracts expire and you can't get people to come back. Mm. And then just don't make mention of it, just... Just let it keep happening, you know. Let you don't want to you don't want to make it a big deal like when it happened to Rhodey. You want it to just be all right, and all of a sudden now this guy's Batman, and we're just gonna say, all right, hey, it's Bruce Wayne as Batman. That's who this guy is now, and then it can you just sort of have this shared universe, but the characters are shared, but the actors, if they if they swap them out often enough and casually enough without making a big deal about it, then. You know, nobody's going to really mind if all of a sudden Henry Cavill's not playing Superman and Brandon Routh is again. And nobody's going like to... changing voice actors? Yeah, like when people change voice actors. It's it's just... As long as you got the same look and feel of the character and the costume and have a different actors in, in the role every now and then as contracts expire, you can just keep it rolling. Because that's, that's what's going to end up killing the Marvel Universe is because they've tried so hard to keep it consistent is that eventually Robert Downey Jr. is not going to play Iron Man anymore. And... Mm-hmm. Right, He's been in so many movies at this point. Can you recast him and people still going to go along with it? Or is is Marvel going to hit that point where they have to reset? Whereas if Warner Brothers kind of takes advantage of their chaos that they've created for themselves and just allows the flux of actors different, playing different roles across different movies but still being the same character. And, and you know, if, if, they're, if they can get us on board with it, so they have to do it right. So low confidence. But if they can, then... <laughs> then they have the advantage of they can just keep their shared universe going with different actors from infinity and and beyond i apologize for that reference and i immediately regret wow. that phrase <laughs> calling it now they use the uh the infinity gauntlet and beyond to uh uh that to do their recasting cuz it's like put this on you're god do whatever you want oh look iron man's a different person now wow no no, no iron man's a young who's a young up and coming actor who could play iron man Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Oh, look. Ryan Gosling's Iron Man. Yeah. People sure. like Ryan Gosling, right? Uh, yeah, why not? Sure. The world is your oyster. Um, are we done with characters? Uh, I'm trying to think. Of this. We should probably at least briefly mention J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon. I was Gordon. about to say, if you didn't mention him, I'd be very upset. J.K. Simmons he's... was Commissioner Gordon. Of course, he's, he's most like... famous for being the yellow M&M. <laughs> I um I listened to a review that that basically said he's in another comic book movie and they and that they thought that he was playing Jake Jonah Jameson. <laughs> I think he did fine as Commissioner Gordon. He did everything I would expect Commissioner Gordon to do, and he made his his funny statements. I wonder why at, at this point in time, why does Commissioner Gordon ever actually take his eyes off of Batman? 
right? <laughs> he's like, never, he never seems to be used to it. Wh- why why do you look away? And then why is it when he's gone when you look back? Why are you constantly surprised by this? But what 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 gets me though is like apparently Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman all decided at some point they were going to pull this ninja vanish. <laughs> <laughs> like all just immediately, like okay, guys, as soon as he turns around, just book it. And then <laughs> no, nobody just told Flash. Disappear. Yeah. <laughs> the fastest like, man alive couldn't follow the action of that scene. Like, he really didn't notice that they left? Yeah. Like, dude, you're standing right next to him. <laughs> oh, that was rude. <laughs> well, don't get <laughs> like, me wrong. No, it was funny. And I laughed. I laughed a lot, but it was rude. Oh, wait, Superman wasn't even there. What am I thinking? Anyway. Aquaman. Right? It was Aquaman, or was yeah. it Cyborg? It was Cyborg. It was Cyborg. Whatever. Aquaman wasn't there yet, so Cyborg. It was Cyborg, and yeah. I was in my head trying to replay it to myself, thinking, like, who, did, did he say Aquaman? Did he say Cyborg? But, all right, there we go. <laughs> we fixed it. All right, so let's also mention, just briefly, because I want to, uh, Detective Crispus Allen, who I hope shows up in the Batman movie, got a uh, brief brief appearance by Cobna Holbrook-Smith, who people remember. I mentioned him on a Hero Talk for Doctor Strange. He played the physical therapist. Oh, huh. Yeah. All right. There you go. how much of an impression he made on me, I guess. Well, I, I mean, when, when, when you came up and talked to Gordon, I, I remember thinking, I, I wonder if that's supposed to be Crispus Allen. And so I went and looked it up, and yes, it is. <laughs> what if he's the thread that ties them all together and we get Marvel versus DC? And, uh, maybe. Maybe I'll finally get to see wa- Justice he's League. He's the watcher. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad they're using Crispus Allen, and I hope they don't make him the Spectre, because that was my least favorite thing they did with that character. I, w- I, would, I would like to see... Not that you could, if you make a movie in Gotham without Batman in it, it's you're, you're having a bad time. But I would like to see Renee Montoya and Crispus Allen at least be prominent characters in a Batman movie because they are pretty prominent support characters for Batman. Honestly, I gotta have the Bullock. Oh yeah, you gotta have Harvey Bullock. You have to. But you know what? By just by seeing Crispus Allen, I'm faithful that I might see Harvey Bullock. That being said, uh, are we going to talk about anyone else? Um. Cyborg's yeah. dad was the guy from Terminator 2. He once again plays another scientist that uses technology he doesn't understand. That's it's a like really particular, learns. specific typecast he has. <laughs> That's all I got. Joe Morton is his name. Uh, oh, we oh you know what? We got to see the Amazons again. We got to see uh, Connie Nielsen play Queen Hippolyta. And, and I think somewhere in, in the big story time flashback, I think we actually got to see Buttercup playing uh, Antiope again. Did we get to see what? that? Antiope. Wonder Woman's aunt, Paula's sister. They actually mm. said Antiope in, in the Wonder Woman movie, but I've been watching a lot of DC superhero girls, and in that they specifically say Antiope. And when it comes to pronunciation of characters' names, DC superhero girls is the standard by which I judge others. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the Amazons, there's that scene where, like, the mother box is, like, cracking open or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're all, like, surrounding it with, like, bows and arrows, and I'm like, this is why... You need to adapt with the times. <laughs> yeah. They, imagine, I, imagine, I like, agree. Amazons with, like, modern firearms. Once they were introduced to modern firearms, you would think they would improve their techniques a little bit. Think. But you know what I will say about the Amazons is they are a tenacious people. Oh, yeah. And and they they believe in their technology, and they will use it effectively. So... I did appreciate that marathon getting the box away from stepping. That was a fun. Day. That was a fun. I shouldn't say it's a fun scene. That was a, a lot of people died, but that, it was it was a decent action scene, and it was uh, it was good to see the Amazons uh, fighting again, and, and a little bit of Wonder Woman in there again, and actually being competent. Yes, 
Like they weren't just like, well, they were total ragdolls against Steppenwolf, but it, you know, they, they would at least were like, you know, trying really hard and acting smart about it. We got to get this thing out of here. Yeah. By just the nature in which they had, they had to try to get it away from Steppenwolf by any means necessary, gave the right sort of depth and the right impact for how important it was that Steppenwolf can't get the mother boxes. Because when you see that they were willing to just outright sacrifice themselves, if that meant that Steppenwolf couldn't get the mother box, I mean, how many of them just stood up there knowing they were going to die? Knowing that they were just, you know, they they destroyed the whole pathway to get out of the room they were in, understanding they were going to crush themselves and trap oh, yeah. themselves in there. But it was that important to keep the mother box out, out of his hands. They 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 put the necessary weight on on how big a threat he was with with those scenes. Because <laughs> honestly, the, the Atlanteans. yeah, the Atlanteans that was not a very impressive fight when we saw it. It just wasn't. I mean- on a sliding scale of who did the best with defending yeah. their, their box, the, the the Amazons did the very best. The Atlanteans were just kind of like they kept it out in the open. No, with a couple no, of the darts. humans did the best. I would say the humans probably the were the humans. worst because the humans <laughs> forgot that they just left it unattended. <laughs> they dug a five foot hole and said, "This will be good." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it worked. It worked for a while until all of a sudden, it, the the problem with the humans is is all right. So the five foot hole didn't work, and they found it in World War One. Sure, but when when finally, when you think once Batman gets his hands on on the the Triceract, you would think that at least Batman's going to do a good job of keeping it safe. But it turns into when when Batman and in fact the Justice League at this point has it, they then kind of forget that they're supposed to be guarding it, and they just <laughs> leave it unattended somewhere. To be I, fair, like, there, there was no, there was no actual yeah, fight. Like, fair, like Steppenwolf shows Superman. up and he says, "Oh, oh, it's right here." Then, all right, that I was, I was expecting more resistance, but this is easy. And then he leaves. <laughs> they just show the boom tube showing up over where they were, and they think, yeah. "Oh shoot, none of us thought to bring that with us." The Flash, the Flash could have just grabbed the the, the the mother box and just started running. Like Flash, just do Earth laps while we deal with the <laughs> Superman thing. Yeah, I think. Uh... I think Imagine that how been... badly the plot would have been broken if he had just gone for that one instead of the Atlantis one first. Oh, the uh, the, hu- the human the human the human one. Yeah, it's like oh, mine now. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much easier to get. Yeah, he he just he did the wrong order. That's the problem. Uh, he got the hardest one first, and then mm-hmm. it got progressively easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And why is it that he told his after getting two of them that he knew exactly where they were? Why is it that he's like? telling his parademons to go get the third one because he ends up getting the third one anyway yeah i think i don't know am i thinking too hard about it <laughs> i think you're thinking too hard about it <laughs> maybe maybe it was like a a command open the portal so i may royally step through it and claim my prize parademons go forth <laughs> yeah yeah because trying to find the human one was a big deal when the the amazon one just called him and he came right to it and the same with the the atlantean one but then not not for the humans for the humans he's where is it it's lost somewhere. It won't call to me. That's kind of weird. Maybe, maybe it's because the humans were actually using it, <laughs> so it was like out of yeah, that's a good like point. had less juice or something. So it's like, yeah, oh, maybe. I can't call him. Everyone else just hid theirs, and the humans yeah. originally did. But then, but then once once we dug it up, we thought, well, we could probably use this for some stuff. <laughs> that's what we do. And, and another good point about this, when I, when you think about it, is that 
Back when Steppenwolf was defeated the first time, you know, they had the Atlanteans, and they're strong, but they were using, you know, medieval-style weapons, and you had the Amazons, again, using medieval-style weapons, all the kingdoms of man together, and yeah, you had some advancement there with with the Green Lanterns and with, with the uh, the Pantheon of Gods, but us us humans, we've we've got better at killing each other over the years. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would like to think that if Steppenwolf thought he was going to step up, a tactical nuke probably could have done the job. <laughs> We're going to eliminate most of the country you're sitting in right now, but you're not going to survive it. So You don't know that. I, I doubt he would. I mean, if Superman's whipping him around like that and he's he's getting tossed around, if, if his special super weapon could be shattered just by some cold. Honestly, <clears throat> I'm going to say that nuke would have obliterated him because Superman got nuked in the last movie. And he wasn't so hot. So imagine, mm-hmm. like, Steppenwolf, who was so much weaker than Superman. Uh, I think, yeah, I think he'd been blown to smithereens. Yeah. I, I, re- I really think mankind could have just handled that. I think Batman didn't really need to unite the League. Batman just needed to get his hands on an ICBM. Look, and Batman has the resources to get his hands on an ICBM. Get ten of them. If could have put the Watchtower up and used nuke. super special laser beams from the Watchtower. If we got... <laughs> If we got a hold of a nuke to basically, like, you know, get get rid of Steppenwolf, we wouldn't have had the amazing story of how that family held up in that one place the entire time. And then only then, once things started happening, they left. After Batman had the plan to lure all the... You know, he didn't think that plan... Batman keeps doing this. And, and this happens in a lot of different Batman stories. His plan is... I'm just going to self-sacrifice myself to give everybody else a chance to, to get the job <laughs> we, done. We know. And it never works. We know works. that Bruce has a death wish. <laughs> yeah, it never works because then everyone always stops like, oh, no, we got to save Batman. Well, you just defeated the whole point of his plan in the first place. <laughs> it's like a plan that could have just as easily been taken care of with a remote-controlled Batmobile, Bruce. Just saying. You, <laughs> this isn't the plan. No, this is the team. Yeah, or or maybe, maybe, I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. Pick something a little bit faster than than the Batmobile to lead them away, where you could actually stay ahead of them, like the Batwing or or the Flash. Yeah, or the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, you didn't you didn't think that all the way through, Bruce. You 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 once again you didn't you didn't hundred percent plan it out. There's there are ways. You, you can't just immediately go to self sacrifice. You're not Optimus Prime, okay? You have to. There are varying levels of things you should try first. Self-sacrifice is your last resort when all other lesser means have failed. That's not your first opinion. What, what are you going to do the next time something happens? I, I'm going to sacrifice myself. Okay, just relax, Bruce. Let's He's not ram the Batmobile into the dark side. Let's not start with self-sacrifice. So, so speaking let's get of there Batman fighting, yeah. I am so glad. Like that, The fact that this did not happen made me so glad that Batman was not fighting side-by-side side with Superman as like some kind of equal or something. Because no, no. Oh my god! Superman is so much better. Were you expecting that to happen? Yes, a a little bit. I mean, it it definitely made it clear that really once once they got to the to the the cosmic cube there or the uh, the mother box. I keep confusing the tesseract and and the mother box because who wouldn't (laughs) at this point? The the magical cube MacGuffin is just a worn out premise. Even if DC did have it first, it he he was really just doing crowd control with the uh, with the parademons because that's about all he was really equipped to because handle at that's that point. what batman is good for he fights human enemies he he solves crimes he's a detective he doesn't need to be fighting legions of parademons like this, this is what upsets me about like marvel when i see black widow fighting side by side with thor iron man and the hulk it's no 
your, your tiny double glocks. They mean nothing here. Stop it. Mm-hmm. I, w- I really thought... Now, he we, we get to see that new suit that he has. And don't, don't get me wrong, it looked pretty cool. But I kept thinking to myself, you know that armored suit you used to fight Superman? I bet that'd be really handy right about now. Bet you could do some really good damage with maybe some better gear in a fight where you know you're going to be fighting. You know, maybe maybe even have had that suit when you went to confront Superman. Maybe you I said, mean, hey, you know what? Last time I fought this guy, it almost ended very badly for me. I should probably have some backup. And not Lois Lane backup, like Kryptonite backup. I thought it, Alice it was going to be Kryptonite. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I thought it was like, oh, no, I, I, I have a plan for this in case he goes rogue or whatever. And it's like, oh, my God, here comes the Kryptonite. And it to be Lois Lane. We instead. were meant like, oh. to think it was Kryptonite, then to see it be Lois Lane. But yeah. Because we're very much trying to show us that this is now a, a different Batman to the point where he now admires Superman's humanity, whereas he didn't consider him a person until the final scenes of Batman v Superman. Right. But it's it's just very... It, I, I just really thought that they should have had another iteration of that armored suit. I would just like... Every time Batman shows up, I want to see the armored suit get pulled out for something. I want to see another updated version of the armored suit. And I think even when he wants to confront Superman, maybe just to keep him busy just long enough for... You know, maybe maybe don't even do Batman v Superman. Get rid of that movie completely. This is our Batman v Superman scene here in Justice League. Don't even call this movie Justice League. Call this Dawn of Justice. I'm, <laughs> that would I'm, make way too I'm much going, sense. I'm going way on a tangent on this, but I think that would have been better. I would have rather seen this be why Batman had to fight Superman, and that he's just using the kryptonite to keep him at bay just long enough for Lois Lane to be involved, and then... Then you have a reason for them to fight that's organic, then Lois Lane gets involved, and then he still has the ultimate armored suit that he can bring to the fight with Steppenwolf, which he would need because he's fighting parademons and Steppenwolf. Just saying. He shouldn't be fighting Steppenwolf. No. I would say what maybe he should have done is when he had this mother box and all the technology that it brings, and he he could have said, hey, why don't we take this and why don't we make my armor better? And then I can have... I can have Apocalyptian armor, and with Apocalyptian armor, maybe I can hold my own against all these things. But that didn't happen. Yeah. Although he was able to learn about the mother boxes, because apparently when parademons explode, they leave expositional symbols behind. Yeah, why did they do that, and how does he know they can <laughs> smell fear? Because greatest detective ever. Yeah, I, I don't know where the smelling fear came from. Uh, is that a recent thing in the comics? Because that has never really no been idea. a thing for parademons. Yeah, it's. Just, I mean, they kidnap people, sure, but... Smelling fear. Yeah. And then, just to completely turn on Steppenwolf, in the comic books, they are exceptionally clear that parademons are loyal to Darkseid. And if you are loyal to Darkseid, you don't screw up his plan to come to Earth by turning on his lieutenant. Mm. When those parademons... Maybe that was like a sign that because he showed fear, he was not a worthy lieutenant of Darkseid. Yeah, should have sent Calabac. Ah. That's the lesson learned. Next time, send Calabac. Ah, so what are we hoping to to see when we get to movies down the line? Let's say they continue after Aquaman. Um, let's say they continue in the next Justice League with the, the Legion of Doom or the Injustice League or whatever it is that was teased with Lex Luthor and Deathstroke. Um, and room for more chairs around the Justice League table headquarters in Bruce Wayne's house. Yeah, is that was that his house? Was that like that the old, old Wayne yeah, Manor? Old it was Wayne the old family Wayne Manor, Manor, which someone's bound to notice a bunch <laughs> of superheroes congregating on Wayne property. Well, they haven't noticed that Bruce Wayne's new Wayne Manor is on a Batman-shaped lake, so 
No, it isn't. Did you not catch that? Yeah, that lake is shaped like a bat. No, it isn't. Go go look it up. Look it up right now. I'll wait. No, it isn't. Google that. <laughs> Google you it. gotta understand, like Google this it. man is obsessed with bats. If he puts bat hubcaps on his car, what? He's he's a billionaire. Of course, he's gonna make a lake shaped like a bat. Why not? No. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it is. <laughs> I told you so. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a oh, bat. That was in Batman lake. v Superman two, which means it took me two years to notice that mm-hmm. <laughs> shape like oh, a bat. Oh wow, that's really stupid. <laughs> I know. It's so dumb. Oh my god. God. So what? Yep. Yep. Oh my god. Why? Because he's Batman. Because he's Batman. And no satellites are picking this up. Oh I forgot. He owns all the satellites. He owns all the satellites. (sighs) Okay. Um so (laughs) so he's gonna host the Justice League in the old Wayne Manor, he's going to revamp it, kill all the contractors that he hires to revamp it, and yeah, then we'll have our new Justice League versus Injustice League. Or yeah. he could just have the Flash revamp it in like a day. Yeah, honestly, just have the Flash do it. Mm, yeah, it's yeah. Right. So anyway, so let's talk about because we mentioned him, Joe Manganiello. I think that's that's it. Joe Manganiello, who played mm-hmm. Deathstroke. Ah, uh, is it is it weird that I now, because of because of Manu Bennett, I now want Deathstroke to have a New Zealand accent, and it's weird that he doesn't. It's not weird, no. Yeah, not really. Yeah, he did a very good job. He did. I like him. He, he I mean, he looked the part. Listen, he, he looked it even when he took the mask off. Yeah, it's it's Slade Wilson. Oh, I was talking about Manu Bennett. Like, I, I would rather have oh. have him. <laughs> I, yeah. I like I like Manu Bennett. I like his accent. I've now permanently associated that accent with Deathstroke. Yeah, I'm okay with it. So let's pull a Kano and just you know forever make him that way. I I agree. I am all on board with that. And and maybe maybe he'll maybe he, he didn't only have the one line, so maybe he'll actually have the accent. I doubt it. Next time, yeah. I'll be so perfectly honest. When I first saw that scene at the end, when when it's supposed to show that Lex Luthor escaped Arkham Asylum, I completely misinterpreted that scene and thought that they were saying is that there was another Lex Luthor, like his dad who we never get mentioned what happened to him, was in Arkham. Because I didn't think Lex was in Arkham. I thought he was at probably Blackgate or something. I don't see why he'd be in Arkham and not in real prison, but whatever. Batman Did you see the last scene Arkham? in Batman vs. Superman? The guy's clearly crazy. Yeah. Ding, 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 <laughs> and, ding. And All Batman right. did say, I'm going to, you know, ha- I know people at, at, at Arkham who are going to keep a close eye on you there or something like that. Well, it didn't work because he switched his place with another bald guy. All his experience, you would think he would know Arkham is a revolving door at this point. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the, he probably got put in a cell with a hole already in that dug to the outside. Probably. <laughs> it's like Joker was here, you know, and like a tally mark every time he escapes, yeah. you know, <laughs> just... <laughs> Oh, I just, it's already, there's theres literally a door on the other side of my cell that leads outside. I don't know if you guys were aware of that. There's even a fridge with complimentary snacks. Yeah. They, somebody's been stocking this from the outside, coming in and leaving stuff in here. We're okay with that? We just, we just, we just looking the other way on this, apparently? We're rolling with it. All right. Uh, yeah, do we want to talk anything else, Justice League, before we start wrapping this one up? I... I feel like there's so much more we could nitpick, but... So speaking to what, what uh, Vernon was talking about, yep. well, what we want to see... So that, that scene in the last movie with you know bat, the Batman fight scene in the warehouse, mm-hmm. I want to see kind of like Arkham Origins, like I want to see a Batman versus Deathstroke just brawl. 
I do. I do want to see that. Yeah. And you know what? I'd, I'd like to see if they're going to make another Batman movie and we can't get Ben Affleck, then I think the best thing I was, I want to see the origins of, of this Batman. I mean, he had a 20-year career before Superman showed up and changed things. I'd like to see some stories about that. Some stories set in like the early 2000s where, you know, you don't have to make everyone seem so primitive and make it a period piece because the early 2000s weren't that different than now. But, you know, some stories of him with, with you know, wind up exploding penguins. Or with Robin. Or with Robin. Death in the family. Like, that could be a story. Yeah. That could be a major story. And we could finally maybe see Jared Leto as a not messed up Joker in that one. I think you mean not damaged. No, I very specifically <laughs> did not say that. Or maybe, yeah, he could play like a not messed up Joker. And then like because of the whole death in the family story, like Batman like beats him so savagely. No, he's no, now damaged. no, no, no. <laughs> you broke Greg. No, oh, no. No, we're going to pretend that didn't happen. That will be that will be our apology for Suicide Squad. <laughs> I oh, actually God. like that. I suicide like that Squad. idea. Yeah, Suicide Squad. All right. But who's going to stop Superman from abducting the president? Oh, well, I know guys. who. I found Slipknot. He can climb anything. He can climb anything. <laughs> <laughs> That'll stop Superman. <laughs> okay, I do have a legitimate like Superman question though. Okay. Um does he just go back to being Clark Kent and working at the Daily Planet now? Uh, and he can't, right? Because they Clark Kent died. You can come back yeah. as Superman, and you can kind of get away with that, but Clark Kent died. Although, if anybody strolled up to that cemetery in the course of that day or so that all these events were taking place, they probably sat there and thought, holy crap, somebody stole Clark Kent's body. Like... <laughs> Like coffin like, and everything, they they like, they exhumed okay the whole thing and they opened it and then they <laughs> they just took off with it and then all of a sudden he shows up again alive. That's gonna freak some people out. And the only thing that I think could get away with that is that in in Man of Steel they kind of half established that most of Smallville knows that he's Superman and so they're all just gonna keep their mouths shut. Is now, that what that was? Yes. I thought it was just the IHOP guy. No, I, I think they kind of made... Well, if you think about it, I mean, the cops take Lois Lane to the Kent farm when Superman's there. I mean, it's... the Zod and his buddies went straight to the Kent farm to look for Superman. I think I, it, we're supposed to believe it's well established that Smallville just kind of knows the secret and they just keep their mouths shut about it. I mean, when you have a kid, like, lifting school buses, it's kind of hard not to notice. Yeah, that's that's my take. Uh, one thing I liked Cyborg for was that because his character just existed, it saved us from hearing Batman explain Technobabble. Like, now it's Cyborg's job. Yeah, although so it, takes away, it takes away one of focus. Batman's key roles on the team is to sit at a computer and type away and you know say things like, well, I, I'm going to just break into the White House and reroute all the security systems and everything. So now Cyborg Cyborg's just better. does that. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's so more efficient, like, certainly is. But yeah, um, I also kind of liked that Batman is actually shown with like severe injuries, like in that one scene. Oh he's yeah, all, like, bruised up. Yeah, and everyone I mean, else he got, is fine. Got tossed around by Superman a little bit, and even you know, it, it, it. They make a point of saying, and Aquaman says it during the scene in which he actually like spills his heart out because he gets secretly lassoed with the with the lasso of of Hestia. Which is really awkward when Wonder Woman has to name drop it to try to remind people who didn't see Wonder Woman what the lasso's for. You know, the lasso <laughs> of Hestia compels you to tell the truth. Do you need to say that to him? Like, it'll do it yeah. whether you say that or not. I don't know why you would say that out loud, Wonder Woman, unless you just 
we're saying that for the sake of somebody who might happen to have seen this happen but didn't know what you did in World War One. and it's like very awkward exposition, but I, I forgive it because it was Wonder Woman. <laughs> All right, anything else you guys want to talk about before we, we go into favorite parts? Nah. All right, favorite parts. So now it's time on Hero Talk. We can say what our favorite part of the movie was, and Axelon. I'll start with you. What was your favorite part of Justice League? Undisputably, it was the scene where Superman and Flash make eye contact. And yes, start, like, absolutely. He starts like following the Flash, absolutely. and the Flash like, reacting. He's like, "Oh my God, he he can actually like track me and see me and fight me." He's he's like <laughs> having like a small panic attack the whole time, and that was paced perfectly. So the Flash starts running, and you're seeing things from the Flash's point of view, and everyone's holding still, and then suddenly Superman catches him in his peripheral and starts tracking his movement, and the Flash is freaking out. (laughs) (laughs) Which he probably should be. Oh, no. Turns out Superman is not so slow that he's standing still to me. And then he comes up to him. Now, I again, my nitpick, Flash should be faster, and I would like at a future movie to well establish that Flash has now pushed himself and knows his limitations and doesn't trip over his feet and doesn't run like psychopath and is not, can now outrun Superman. But for, for that moment there, when we have a young, untested Flash who just realizes, oh, shoot, Superman can actually step to me, that was hilarious, and I was laughing so hard. Yeah, easily the best scene yeah. in the whole movie was that one, in my opinion. You kind of took mine. I know you, you kind of took mine too a, because a, quite frankly scene. that was that was easily I mean it's not even close it's yeah. the best scene of the movie because you're just waiting for it to happen you're like uh flash he's fast too flash 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 no you got it you figured it out yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh I love I love that scene so much it, the the whole theater was roaring laughing it was so perfectly executed and shown oh Great yes, scene. Very well done. Very well done. All right, <laughs> Vernon. I know. I know that Axelon just took yours. Do you have a? Do you have a runner-up uh, to throw in there? The the one that I will mention is the is I think I you know we talked about it earlier, but the uh, and it was so cheesy, but I <laughs> the truth and justice line that Superman has when he's like uh, when when he's just about to you know wreck Steppenwolf because it was eye rolling and also pretty funny at the same time. Yeah. I uh, I actually did not like that very much in the in my theater. Nobody really reacted to that. But what I will say is when when uh, the Flash and Cyborg finally got their fist bump. <laughs> I think I think that was that was it was nice that they brought that back and they finally did the fist bump thing. It was if I if I can't choose the Flash and Superman meeting each other's eyes, then that's what I that's what I pick. Actually, that whole group shot, I really appreciated that. It was. I, I enjoyed that group shot too. It was it was nicely done. Someone it, even pointed out that, that that group shot had like meaning if you actually looked into it. Like you had Flash and Cyborg, they were the accidents, quote unquote, like here. Yeah. And then you had like the the ancient civilization people. You had Aquaman and Wonder Woman here, like on the other side. And then up front, you had like the the uh, the modern superheroes, Superman, Batman, like the standing world's in front center. finest superheroes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Interesting. So let, let's score it. I let's, wouldn't have thought of that. Let's score it. Now it's the time on Hero Talk where you sign movies a score, and as I want to remind my listening audience, review scores are dumb, and they don't matter. Vernon, what would you score Justice League? I will give this... Oh my god, I had a perfect one. Uh, I had the perfect one! Um, and you forgot, and I'm not I cutting this. It. Everyone gets to hear you forget. <sighs> Damn it! Um, <laughs> I'll give it three tricerracks out of five. Tricerracks out of five. Alright, excellent. How about you? 
I give this a Superman tracks Flash five times out of a billion. <laughs> I give it Superman's upper lip. Come on, guys. It looked just awful. Superman's upper lip. It looked awful. I just because that's what I think about when I think about Justice League. As awesome as I love, I love this movie. Don't get me wrong. I love the crap out of this movie, and all of my complaints are the nitpickiest of nitpicks. But that's what we do on Hero Talk. But man, Superman's upper lip. That's what I come back to. That's the score. <laughs> Superman's upper lip. All right, and that was Justice League. There we go. I'm happy. Are you guys happy? Yay! That didn't sound very happy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's a it's a good uh, it's it's a good entry into the DCEU. Let's hope that they keep going on from here. Yeah. All right. If you want to hear any more of our podcasts or check out our let's plays, interviews, reviews, articles, or any of our I already said podcasts, but I'll say it again because it's important. If you want to check out any of our podcasts, let's plays, movies, reviews, we don't have movies. <laughs> I'm forgetting our content. I'm screwing it up. <laughs> so. If you want to check out any more of our content to include uh, this podcast or the others from Enthusiacs.com or any of our Let's Plays, interviews, reviews, articles, go to Enthusiacs.com and check it out. You should also check out our YouTube channel, which is YouTube.com slash Enthusiacs for any of the repeated content that we keep seeing from Axelon. Axelon, holy cow, you put out a lot of content. So check it out there. Also, shout out for the Loosely Connected Network, of which Enthusiacs is a member. You can see a lot of great content there. So check out thelooselyconnected.com for a lot of YouTube channels, networks, podcasts. Go check it out. Check out our YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter. We are twitter.com slash Enthusiacs. And until next time, this is Judge Greg saying, I hear you can talk to fish. A lot of really good contributors there. You can check out, I believe it's looselyconnectednetwork.com. I need to look that up. That's an, that's an important thing because I'm going to screw it up. And Tony's <laughs> going to get mad at me. I can't even Google Loosely Connected Network. It hasn't been around long enough. It's so awkward. I'm going to have to cut this. This is just ridiculous.